You're listening to The Study Hub on Drive Time, episode 22, Irish Orals, Ag Science and Biology. Drive Time on RTE Radio 1 with Sarah McInerney and Cormac O'Hara. Now it is time for Study Hub with Avalon O'Rourke, August, Screw the Bale and the Grain again. Be she on jacket. Be no Cormac. Two hours later, Anyway, yes, thank Carthag Bayman to play on Screw the Bale and Nocht. You're very welcome into the study hub this evening, and you join us in the middle of this big week in the world of the Leaving Search, the week of clarity, as we like to call it around here. And on Tuesday evening, just as we were coming into studio, we discovered that the State Examinations Commission had published the guidelines for the final version of the exam papers for Leaving Cert 2021, and this is the kind of breaking news that gets us all hot and bothered here in the study hub. So we promised you that we would spend some time tonight drilling down into some of those changes that will now hopefully make your lives a little easier. about the changes. So now we know that there are changes to the papers, we'll be finding out more how they affect you. We discussed maths higher level in the closing moments on Tuesday's show and tonight we'll talk more about biology with Terry Flanagan and agricultural scientist Brendan Green and we'll also be talking to neuroscientist and psychologist and now author Dr Sabina Brennan who will share her wonderful advice to guide us through the power of memory and how we can use our memories to help us during the exam period. I'd be taking notes if I were you. How does your memory work? Your memories are interesting to think about. Not just those sticky situations from your travels that you always tell people about. But what's going on inside your brain? Because every time you remember something, your brain calls on your memory network and instantly the hippocampus and other parts of your brain spring to action. They work together as a crack team, building your memories from scratch. Whenever you witness an event, learn a fact, or experience something you really want to remember, these parts of the brain kickstart the memory-making process. Now, there you go. We'll be hearing more from Sabina Brennan in a few minutes. So you can start getting your questions into us now for Irish Orals, Ag Science and Biology on text on 51551. And we begin this evening with the subject that is coming at us very, very soon, the Irish Orals. And to get you and um, so, yes, and we found out yesterday that students will be wearing masks during the orals. So to find out more about that situation and to get some top last minute tips, Bayman de Kainsle, Ethna Coin, Och Idusach, to get your Gaelge vocabulary rolling. I was really struck by a fantastic spoken word piece by writer and performer Roxana Nick Liam uh, called Shukra. And it popped up on my Twitter feed last night, courtesy of a retweet from Dara Breen. And you know, if Dara tweets it, it must be good. And it's described as a love letter to the Irish language in Dublin. I went digging around some more and found that it was commissioned by Access Ballymun, which is an art centre for the community there, and was created as part of their Shkria Festival this week and was also created with support from First Nagailga. So in this piece, Shukra, Roxana celebrates the dub's love and her growth for Gaelga. You might get some useful words here. Bigi Geistacht. Tablas is a word fine. Marta Tillis a Changishat, not a Mokaniluk, Oxantishal Ginaduk. It's a mysterious language. Take the word mysterious, for example. There's an abundance of words for mysterious in the Irish language. Mysteric, Shinankyam, Ladronic, Vanilla Sice. 
and Runda, Runuk. But then you have Deaver, dark, secluded, solitary, airy, mysterious. Do Runda, deeply secretive, mysterious. Far Runda, mystical and mysterious. Full of Cossack, hidden, secret, mysterious. Glan Runda, that's divinely mysterious. Mua, a cloudy apparition, a mysterious figure. Nyak. And if you want to find out the full list of all those terms for mysterious, you can check out the uh, the link there. The highly talented Roxana McLean there with her dawn there. I have the link there on my own Twitter feed, Evelyn underscore O'Rourke. So please go and get that and listen to it, and it might inspire you for the uh, screw the bail. And after all that, also I'm forward to her with Sean Shankara Erin Glor Etna Coin Etna teaches Gaelic presentation college at Ryan Galway and is the ASTI spokesperson on Irish. And I hope her mother in the background speaks Irish. I'll be checking that out. Ethna, good evening to you. For honour and free <laughs> It's all right. We'll go again. We'll go again. We'll go again. You are talking to us about the Irish Orals and just to say you were on with us a couple of weeks ago. You did a more in-depth piece for us um, about the Irish uh, paper in general from the 28th of January. Tonight we're just focusing specifically on the Orals because they're coming at us. Can we start with that situation around the mask? The decision's been made. Everybody's masked up. That's right, yeah. There was a little bit of confusion about that. It was initially decided that there weren't going to be any masks, um, but now the latest is that all will be wearing masks um, in keeping with the guidelines, the safety guidelines for COVID-19. So you've that's no, the way it is now. You've the no concerns about that then? You well, reckon students are going to have to... The, sorry, Evelyn, I'm cutting across you there. Mm-hmm. The things they need to be concerned about, I suppose, is projection of their voice is the, mo- the most thing, really, you know, but um, there shouldn't be any problem in that respect. I think everybody's happier. OK. Now, the oral, of course, broken into different components. And you're saying think of it a little bit like a job interview, like you want to put your best foot forward as you walk into the room, you know, start confidently and use this as an opportunity to show off all that Gaelga you've studied over the years. And starts with the foil too, a piece that you can really prepare for and learn off. Of course, yeah. Now, even though it's only five marks, as you said there, Evelyn, you do create an impression as soon as you walk into the room. Um, and you know, we realise and everybody realises and the facilitator in this case, who's not the examiner now anymore, of course, um, realises that everybody is going to be nervous and that's perfectly understandable. But there is a lot of pre- preparation that you can make. And the fall too, as you said, is five marks out of the 240. So it seems very small amount. But uh, your Anam, your Ish, your Sholabala, Dothabreha and your Screwdiver. So, you know, having those accurately and being able to get things like will create an impression straight away and your three points of information in your Sholu, um, even something as, simpler, as something as simple as your Screwdiver that you would have it there possibly on a piece of paper for yourself. You're allowed to do all of those kinds of things so that you won't, call, you won't be caught out and so you can write down. pressure on yourself. You can go in with that Sorry? piece of paper you can go in with that piece of paper with your exam number written down ask Eilg in front of you That's there's no problem with that no you can write the figures okay. uh, on the piece of paper and then obviously just but sometimes people get a blank about silly things like that so it's just something that you can be prepared for in that respect okay now then you move on to the dawn no surprises here again and again notes can help here yeah, well, that's definitely where you can, funnily enough, bring in as much phonetical information as you want to. You can write in the uh, the pronunciation or the fauriacht, uh, the five poems on your course. You can bring in your own booklet with your own notations on each of the five poems. Uh, for instance, you know, pronunciation of the uru, the shevu, uh, the consonquil, you know, just to underscore those little 
obvious mistakes so that you can focus on not falling into that trap when you're going through the, uh, the reading of the poetry. Okay, so those bits we know about, right? Then next is the Cora, and students have dreaded this over the years because this is the free form bit nearly. But you have some really nice advice around this. Yeah, well, again, uh, the Cora, to try and be as natural as possible, and I know that... uh, you know, it's sometimes a suspension of reality and we've seen all the satires in relation to the Cora Gaelga or the Bale Thrill. Everybody has their own memories of it and, you know, they've captured the, the satire of that in, you know, lip, in lip service, short mm. films like Lip Service, Gerskon and whatever. And it seems to be associated with negative feelings. But really, you know, if you could relate to the subject matter that you're about to discuss, things have never been easier for them this year, really, in one respect, because uh, depending on on the in-house arrangements, it is their teacher who's going to be asking them the questions. So they should be that little more comfortable. They'll be dealing with the face that they're familiar with, you know. So the obvious, uh, the obvious themes of Mehin, Mahlan, Muskel, Chaivanshri and sports and Timplacht. But to try and cross over into different parts of the course, for instance, you know, if you're talking about a Chaivanshri, Kjol, for instance, or Thoth Nagoilge or Thoth Nagoilge Mahil, that you could have a nod between the two, you know, will Nask is in Rod, and that word Nask itself, even coming from Antara here, if you're talking about Martin Odiron, that there was a Nask is in Dini or Ilonor and Algasan Talo, you know, Algasan Nador and Ondulra, just to try and be able to focus on all those other little links that you can incorporate into your into your delivery of the of the question or answer. Your and answer also, Etta, sorry, now we're yeah. just fighting the clock here this evening, but just quickly, one of the things that struck me that um, I thought was really interesting is you're saying record yourself on your phone, get used to speaking ask Gaelga or drive everybody around you mad at home, keep speaking it out loud don't just oh, listen totally. to it. Yeah absolutely it's your time now you know and really as they say so to get used to your own to get used to your own voice um, and if you can get somebody to role play with you or whatever, use as many resources as you can, you have Gaelport where they're reciting the poetry there if you want to get it absolute cringes and Thauriach there being very important so you have a lot of resources that you can avail of but to be very comfortable and open into a question like you know it seems like a very simple question but without Olwuchan Kart you won't know where to start okay. or finish really and that's really the point of it that you be or the homeport that's to a kind and as you say this is your chance to show it all off Gormila Magad Ethna Coin Presentation School Ethan Ryan Galway and Ethan as I said was first on the show with this on 28th of January so if you want to go and download the podcast for more information there is bucket loads there getting some fun text in here. Sean De Bruyne wants to correct me here. Ni scrudu bail eich scrudu alart na gael gigo privo. Is gnoan eeklora e on scrudu bail. That is fair enough Sean De Bruyne. Ain't team lath gamor but you're there you go. Anyways you said we're going to have a quick look at some other subjects this evening. Uh, delighted to be joined on the line now by Terry Flanagan, biology teacher from Moyle Park in Clondalk in Dublin and of course well known to the Munigo's Wild listeners. Uh, Terry you are very welcome to us this evening. Again we spoke to you in depth on the 2nd of February about the paper and students are very welcome to go back to that. Just talk to me about the changes. What is new, Terry? Well, good evening. Good evening, It's great to be back with you again. There is a huge change. There's particularly, and it's good news all around. That's the first thing I say. It's good news for the students because there's more choice now for the students. There's less questions to answer and they still have the same amount of time to do all of this work. Now, I know the last time we were talking about, we talked about the experiments and students were worried that they hadn't done these experiments Mm -hmm. in school. Well, there are still three experiment questions on the exam, 
but they only have to answer one this time. But more importantly, each question will align to a specific experiment. So for example, question eight is from unit one and some of unit two, which means that they're the ecology experiments and the food tests. So if you study those, and you can study those without really having to do those experiments, then you can be guaranteed of your experiment question in the exam. So there's only 30 marks going for the experiment questions, that's section B this year, instead of the normal 60 marks. Okay. So if I'm to go through the three sections, as section quickly A as you can, short... Terry, I'm so sorry okay, to, very quick... to you. Yep. <laughs> the short questions, I'll talk fast. Yeah. The short questions, you now have to answer four out of seven. Good choice there. The experiment questions, section B, one out of three. And in the long questions, only three from seven. It used to be four from six. And even in the long questions, you're given more choice in the last two questions, 16 and 17. The choice is now answer two from four parts and not two from three. So it's a win-win situation all round for the students. God, it's just the, every teacher I speak to, you know, just it's going to be a generous enough experience in terms of the papers for students in some cases, I think, this year. Um uh, bucket loads of, um, of of choice there for students and they're going to have more time because usually with students what you hear is that time is the problem. Yeah, so look, it's a win-win situation is what I say. Uh, students, I, I would advise all of them to go in and do that exam. Okay, and then just finally then, the overall paper total then is what? It's 290 marks instead of 400 marks. Wow, and do you welcome these changes, Terry? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it takes a lot of pressure off the students. Again, most particularly my students were worried about the experiments. You know, we haven't done the experiments. Well, there's no teachers around the country doing them. There's lots of experiments not done. So it takes the pressure off them for that. And even with only uh, one experiment being asked, that is still only 30 marks out of 290, whereas before it was 60 out of 400. So there's less marks going for that as well. So look... I can't see them going wrong in it. Okay. Listen, Terry, thank you so much, uh, Terry Flanagan, there. And again, the podcast for Terry's far more detailed and less rushed biology conversation with us was dated from Tuesday, February 2nd. So feel free to go and dig that out. And then moving on this evening, we're going to take a little break here from the books. Actually, I think we'll, yeah, no, we will go ahead with that. And I'm delighted to be joined by Dr. Sabina Brennan, who's a health psychologist, neuroscientist and author who's on a mission to help everyone unleash their super brain, which of course is perfect timing for students. Um, Sabina, you're very welcome to the programme. Thank you so much for having me on. You're more than welcome. So your new book, Beating Brain Fog, deals with a lot of what we want to cover here in terms of memory and general brain health. I mean, we know students have such a heavy workload just now, but what are the fundamentals to help them improve that all-important part, their memory? Yeah, well, basically, you know, based on the, the, the four pillars of brain health are to prioritise sleep, to manage stress, to exercise and then to ensure that you nourish your brain through good nutrition. Now, sleep is something all teenagers love, let's be honest. But can you tell us, you know, the purpose it serves? What's happening in our brain when we're sleeping that helps us lock in what we've been studying into our memory? Absolutely. So sleep is critical to learning and memory and also to insight and ideas. So when you take information in during the day, as these students are taking in huge amounts of information during the day, um, 
it goes into um, a part of your brain called the hippocampus, which acts like a temporary repository for all the information that you take in during the day. Then when you go to sleep at night, we see electrical activity in your brain. So your brain communicate, your brain cells communicate with each other through electrical and chemical signals. And so we see um, activity between that part of the brain, that temporary repository and the frontal lobes in your brain um, to filter the information, to make a decision about what what information needs to be remembered and what needs to be forgotten or discarded because we can't you know remember every piece of information we take in then a little bit later in the night when you're asleep we see a change in activity and we see multiple networks in the brain become active as that new information that you've taken in becomes embedded in the brain and starts to become a memory starts the memory consolidation process then as you go through the night towards early morning when you've more dream sleep um, which is called REM sleep, uh, that new information is integrated with existing memories, existing knowledge, existing learning, and so becomes kind of enriched and, and embedded and helps you get insight and solutions. So if you don't get enough sleep after you've been studying, that won't happen. And so all your studying, in a sense, will be wasted because the memory making process can't be started. Um, if you don't get sufficient sleep um, also, the hippocampus won't be cleared out. Okay. And so there isn't enough space to take in <laughs> new information the next day, you know. So, gosh, it's amazing how tangible the you know sleep is on that because, you know, we know exam students and I'd have to be saying guilty of this myself. There was a lot of cramming going back in the day, but talking to you has calmed me down that that's not necessarily <laughs> the best way to go. But during stressful uh, times, like studying for exams, and you, of course, have done so many at this point, you know, our heads are often all over the place. That must affect our ability to learn and remember. Like, what can we do during the day to help with that? OK, well, I, you know, I think the overall thing is exercise. OK, you need to take, take breaks. And actually, if you take exercise at lunchtime and go out and spend some time in nature rather than working through in the afternoon, you'll be able to overcome that um, that lull that we often uh, get mm. in alertness. The Yes, yeah. that slump. So if you go for a run or some sort of exercise at lunchtime, walk even walking very quickly, you'll be able to think better, you learn easier and you will remember more. Um, also, I would say, you know, don't do these long hours of cram cramming. It is counterproductive. Give yourself a regular time for study and take a break in the evening. You need to relax your brain so that you can go into sleep. Um, taking regular breaks to stand up and walk around every half an hour because you can only concentrate for about 30 minutes at a time. Um, if you allow yourself to become chronically stressed, it actually impairs the ability of your, 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 your brain to learn and to remember. It particularly impacts on that hippocampus, mm -hmm. that part of the brain that you need to be working well. Um, physical exercise actually induces neuroplasticity, which is the brain's capacity to change with learning. And that's what you want to do as a student. You want to harness that capacity. So exercise is really great for doing that. Um, stress actually suppresses neuroplasticity and stops your brain being able to learn, but it accelerates it in your fear centers. So you become this sort of person <laughs> who can't think or take anything in because you're just constantly feeling um, afraid. And when it comes to food, 
look, you really have to eat healthily. Your brain, the fuel that your brain operates on is the food that you eat. Rubbish in, rubbish out. Don't clog your brain up with garbage. Eat fresh, healthy food, lots of colorful vegetables. Get your protein from oily fish or nuts um, and, you know, olive oil. It really is critical and it's critical that you eat regularly so that your brain has the fuel it needs to actually learn the stuff that mm-hmm. you want to learn. You you know, you really are. You just regularity is absolutely key. And that comes to your sleep um, exercising and when and how you eat. And also your brain is a thirsty organ. You've got to keep it hydrated by drinking lots of water. Um, and if you do all of those things and be kind to yourself and only study for certain periods of the day and then take a break and, and make sure you exercise, you will be much more efficient in your learning and your learning will actually, you know, be consolidated into memories. I see. I think the issue for many students is they're they're clocking up the hours, you know, they're sitting in the room, staring at the books. But it's that thing of the next day, like what was tangible that I learned yesterday? You know, what, yeah, what, what do I have to show for the work? And that breaks my heart, you know, yeah, that they're, they're up there doing that. Yeah, it really is. You know, take your 30 minute breaks. It's far better for you to take a full hour lunch and go for a run and sit down and have a really nice meal and then study for the next afternoon. That is far for the next hour. You know, that is far better than studying for that solid two hours you will retain more um so you really have to manage it if you think that's why i'm so passionate about educating people about how their brain works and um, you have an incredible resource and the teenage brain is particularly brilliant at neuroplasticity it is particularly brilliant at learning so you in your teen years are much better at learning than I am, you know, as an older person, <laughs> it is the prime time for learning, provided you treat your brain, um, you know, give it the respect it deserves and actually adopt a healthy, uh, what I call a brain healthy lifestyle. And it really, really will um, serve you well. Um, and it serves everyone well. I mean, the parents trying to cope with the kids, <laughs> you know, if they actually do that as well, mm-hmm. you know, that that's it all feeds in. It all feeds in because if you're stressed, you're going to kind of push that stress onto your kids. And and to be honest, you know, um, it really is about if you're already stressed, it's about resetting your brain. You can reset it. You can revitalize it. Routine is critical. Your brain is constantly looking for patterns that it can turn into habitual behavior. So if you get up and if you get dressed and shower and study at the same time, your brain can automate some of those behaviors, which will leave more space in your thinking brain to take in new information. So even fundamental things like having a regular routine around how and when you get up and get Mm -hmm. dressed, um, you know, once a behavior has been automated, it's unthinking and it requires less resources. So you'll have freer resources um, to To get all those experiments into your head. Listen, uh, Dr. Sabina Brennan, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Your new book is out called Beating Brain Fog. And you've really inspired me about the teenage brain. That's very encouraging. So thank you so much for joining us with that. And then I just have time while we're on a roll here to have a very, very quick look at the Agricultural Science exam as this brand new course for this year. Brendan Green is with us. He spoke to us before on the 16th of February. He's an ag science teacher at St. Clair's Comprehensive School at Manor Hamilton in County Leitrim. Uh, Brendan, you're very welcome to the programme. Two sections here. What are the big changes here, Brendan? Well, the section A and section B. So uh, 
big, big changes, very well welcomed by the students and by the teachers. I know the last speaker there, Dr Sabina, talked about calming down. Well, this is calming down, <laughs> I think, for everybody involved in this. So 7 out of 12 in Section A with four internal choices, which is a big change from where we were going out of 10 out of 12 and three out of six where we had gone from four uh, from six and that's what an increased choice as well and there's internal choices in that so that's a big that's a big big thing in terms of that that's a big big thing in terms of the choices that are uh, there it's a huge uh, asset to the students I, I have to say that and there's a big welcome for it and it is calming us all down a little bit <laughs> on, on the negative side I would say the project is still the big big thing because it's coming up the date isn't too far off we have the Easter holidays now so the independent study that's you know we're still trying to make up for the four months at the beginning that we didn't have the title the whole project is based on sustainability and you know when you look at the amount of pages on this paper uh, there's, there's going to be over 40 pages that's about three minutes turning a page the project as well so even though the whole thing is on sustainability we're cutting down a lot of forests I can tell you to do this exam Yeah, 40 pages as you say for that new course as well so what is your final advice for students in terms of facing into Easter what is the best use of their time do you think to get ready for this more generous paper well, I suppose look at, at, at the new changes. Be very sure of them there. You might be able to you know, be strategic about it. I, I'm only coming to you know, terms myself with it. It's a new course, which is, is very difficult. So there's nothing really to go on from before. No, and you and I had a good conversation about that because we were sort of saying, where is this going? And it's, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting year to start a new course. Well, well it's, you couldn't have a worse one, really, in terms of that. And I know even next year's cohort are also worried about you know, that they're time poor on this. Um, but I would say just be calm about it look at it things are better than they were they're better for everyone if you like so yep. uh, everyone is starting uh, I suppose 10 metres ahead than where they were uh, just calm down really look at it look at the things that you like yep. you have a better choice now than you had previously Fantastic thank you so much Brendan Green for joining us as I said Brendan and I had a conversation on the 16th of February so do dig that out but that's our lot for this evening we're back here on Tuesday when we'll be taking an in-depth look at English Paper 2 with Conor Murphy he'll be addressing all the changes and giving us great advice about how you can use your Easter break productively to get ready for this very heavy text exam we'll also be dipping into the music course with Susan McCormack and Home Economics with Laura Healy that'll be very useful conversation and a useful half hour of your time too but for now this evening's Sloan I remember you're always welcome to email us in with your thoughts and your questions at studyhub at rt.ie You were listening to the Study Hub on Drive Time at RT Radio 1 Tune in to us live Tuesdays and Thursdays from 6.30pm